We are back to talking about million dollar careers. And you know, I, I, hey, Rob, I think we need to turn this into more than that. It needs to be million dollar businesses. Cause I get a lot, I, I just had a conversation with some private equity people last week and they're like, Hey, would you gear this up a little bit more towards private equity and what we do? Yeah. Let's I'm do like, it. Hey guys, it's all about business. But anyway, Hey, we're back with Rob Houghton. Uh, Rob and I have been doing this series for a long time now. And it's, it's about million dollar careers and making yourself better. And happy new year, Rob. First, uh, happy first new Sunday year, of 2022. Exactly. I, I, I'm loving it. I, could, I, I couldn't wait to get out of bed this morning. I worked all day New Year's Eve, all all day New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. You know me, the best time to work is when everyone else isn't. And that's holidays, man. I, I was in the office all day on New Year's Eve, Friday. Yeah. I was in the office yep. all day, tried to get some stuff done. Tell me. I got to tell you that 2021 was so chaotic. Um, yeah. I worked. I worked my butt off. In 2021, it was it was like nonstop. I know. So and New, New Year's Eve came around, and I was in the office. I got in the office at eight o'clock, and I got I, I like pushed the papers from the left side of my desk to the right. And I started doing some stuff, and I, I sat here and I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I'm just tired, and it was really more of a mental kind of like <laughs> a, a a mental recalibration day. So now tomorrow's Monday. January the third, I'll be I'll be ready to kick off 2022 yeah. vengeance because it's already starting off. I can't wait, man. Now. I got a so. I got a I got a BFN going out Monday morning. And you know what that is, right? Tell a me. big a big newsletter. And you substitute what the F is in the middle. A BFN, big newsletter. I am uh I'm loving, I loved what you just wrote. Your your link on LinkedIn. The three things you know it was the three things I love about this country. Yeah, and or three. I'm sorry, three things I learned in special forces, and they're absolutely absolutely right. I mean, no excuses. Do the things you need to do to be successful. No excuses. Love this stop country. Complaining. Stop yeah. complaining. Love this country because millions of people are banging down the door. Yeah. To get in, and the people that are trashing it are the ones who are just very self-serving. Um, the wokes, man. The wokes. I hate the wokes. Wokes. Can't stand them. I think they do more damage. I think they do more damage. But I, I think the whole, you know, here's the gig. And we're this is what our topic is going to be today. It's about 2022 and no excuses. And 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 where how do you find freedom? And sure. and my my opinion is what the wokes do is they they're so negative. That they, you know, they, they, they tell you what is all screwed up. Well, you know what? If, if everything in the world was perfect, we'd, we'd still find stuff to complain about. Of course. Yeah. But I think what the wokes do is that they, this is my politics, is that they, they trash everything. And they see the bad in everything. They don't see the good. And, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, I think, like, I found freedom. The last 15 years, I found a lot of freedom. Yeah. And it's in my own business. And it's my own ability to do the things I need. I, you know, I, 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 I bust it every day. I'm in the office. I bust it, and I absolutely do the things I need to do to be successful. And you're the same way. You're always thinking about it. You're always thinking about your business. Yeah. And you're doing the things you need to do to be successful. And you're not making excuses for your failures. You use those as a learning. You know, you use those as a as a launching pad to learn from. Am I right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, how I look at freedom is, uh, freedom is really, as far as I'm concerned, the, the willingness and the ability to act with courage, to do and say the right thing, as unpopular as that would be, uh, be, be because you can, because you own your own business, maybe, or, you know, you've been very, very successful. But when you can act with courage, without regards to the consequences, mm -hmm. that's not only freedom, that's the ultimate power. You've got power over everybody at that point. You talk about leverage and negotiations. Are you kidding me? If you've got freedom, that's the ultimate leverage. What the ability to walk away. What do they so say? Never walk away. You never negotiate. Never negotiate with a person who's got nothing to lose, right? You know, I've dealt with with more than one tribal chief in my, mm -hmm. in my previous life. And I remember a tribal chief told me over a fire. I don't know where it was, Afghanistan or someplace, and went something like this. Rob, always remember, he put his big hand on my shoulder, looked me in the eye. Most dangerous man in the world is a man with nothing to lose. There you go. I never forgot that. And, and that and dude that, had a big hand, too. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, and, and you look at like, you know, when I, when I started my business, you know, my wife was all about it. My, my wife, Lisa is my great, you know, she's an incredible life partner and an incredible business partner. And it was like, we had an opportunity to go to work for a big OEM, go sell airplanes again, or we, or, or start my own business. It was kind of like at a crossroads. She's like, start your own business. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. work. Go, go work for an OEM. Yeah, me go too. See exactly. what happens. Go see what happens. We, 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 you know, it was really funny because we went, you know, we, we went max conserve on the money, got rid of the Tahoe. The got Tahoe? Well, I had a Tahoe. Yeah, I had this beautiful yeah. Tahoe. Got rid of the Tahoe, traded really? it for a Camry. Tahoe. Traded, I got rid of the Tahoe and traded Jeez. it for a Camry. No kidding. The Tahoe. I can't believe yep. you got rid of the Tahoe. Man. I got rid of the Tahoe and traded for a Camry. <laughs> and we went like max conserve on, we went max conserve on, money and everything and just said hey let's go start it let's go but it was freedom yeah it's like hey look now i can do everything i want to do absolutely and do everything i can to be successful but i think about yeah you know, but but it's like you know leaders and managers yeah yeah you know, leaders and managers yeah you know, i was going back and i was looking at that article about that who i can't remember the guy the ceo he fired everybody knows it he fired 900 people over zoom <laughs> and he said you know you're going to get laid off today. And everybody said, oh, what a horrible person to do that. You know, they're 900 hardworking people. And you're firing them over Zoom. Well, all right, they were all spread around out around the country. So you're not going to bring them to, you know, Kentucky or where the heck, wherever the heck the company's based. Two, the, the company was, you know, they were, they were monitoring everything that they were doing. You know, it's like, how many phone calls were you taking? Yeah, how many were you rejecting? How many hours a day were you working? It came out that there were the people that got laid off were working on average two hours a day <laughs> and getting eight, paid eight hours. And you go, well, you know, so the, the 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 woke camp was like, oh, what a horrible CEO! He fired nine hundred people over Zoom, and then all the other people in the business were like, yeah, because these people were 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 working two hours a day, and we're we're working eight or nine. You know, fire them. Go find some people. Yeah, go find some people who are doing. Yeah, it. yeah look. Yeah, leadership is not always doing the. 
fun thing or the nice thing, but it's doing the right thing for the uh, for everybody else in the business, right? And you know, leadership is totally different than management. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people out there that can manage, but how many people can lead? You know, big difference. A leader is someone who takes ownership in what he does, mm -hmm. admits his mistakes. One of his direct, one of his direct reports makes a mistake. You're mm -hmm. in a big meeting with the SVP. SVP says, how the hell did this happen? The department leader, he's the guy that steps up and said, I'll take ownership for that. Yep. That's on me. Yep. Sales guy doesn't get in trouble, even though he made the mistake. It's on me. Okay. All right, great. How do you think that sales manager feels? He's going to be kicking ass and taking names later the next week because his boss had his back. That's leadership, man. But how many people? But here's a great, you hire a vice president of sales. The vice president of sales is 10 pe people and you make him accountable for the results. But how many times have you seen business owners that micromanage that VP of sales? Oh, They're yeah. calling up salespeople directly. Hey, how many, what did you sell today? What, yeah. you know, what did you do today? And now the, the salesperson thinks that they're answering to the CEO or the owner of the business. You've totally cut your VP of sales out of the position. Whereas if VP of sales comes in and goes, hey, yo, if you want to cut me out of the process and go talk directly to my people, you don't need me. I'm out. Yeah. I'll go, yeah. I'll go to work for a competitor and I'll kick your ass. But yeah. yeah, so leadership is you hire the right people. Exactly. And you give them the tools to do the things that they need to do to be successful. And you give them the responsibility to go build their teams and do the things that they need to be successful. And then you stay out of it. And then you say, all right, every, every week, where are we? What have we done? Everybody's a big powwow. Where are we? What have we done? What do we need to be doing differently? And everybody comes to it. And you say, look, we're not going to do everything 100% correctly. Yeah. But if we get 80%, and we screw up 20%. Tell us why we're screwing up 20%. Don't bring us some lame ass excuse. Yeah. As to what, and, and you, as to what happened. Yeah. So tell us. You gotta enable and empower your people. If if you don't do that, you're dead in the water, man. Yeah. It's tough what to I, find leaders though, right? I mean, it is. I think about like, yeah, I think about, you know, you and I were talking about this. I was having a conversation right before Christmas with somebody. Horrible. Overweight, diabetic, oh, type, type 2 diabetes, going blind because their blood sugars are way out of control. And they say, you know, I'm going to the doctors, but they're not treating me right. And I told them, you're not treating me right. You're treating my physical, but you're not treating my mind. I'm like, all right, dude, let's just call a spade a spade. You're fat. Your, your diet is horrible. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're out of control. You're going blind. Put on some shoes and go for a walk. Go for a mile walk. Well, I can't get the motivation. Well, there's, there you go. So you're asking everybody yeah. else for the answers when they're right there in front of you. And if you really don't want to know the answer, don't ask yeah. the question because it all starts with. He doesn't own it. He doesn't own it. Some people just he doesn't never get it. it. No, he doesn't own it. I mean, I, but, you know, my daughter's got juvenile diabetes. She owns it every yeah, day. Yeah, I know. She owns it every day. She's like, yeah, she wants to go play tennis. You know, she's managing her blood sugars two hours beforehand. It's not just a function of putting on shoes and going and doing it. She's got to go, oh, I got to go, got, yeah, got, 
you know, this much insulin or this is what I got to eat for lunch or whatever. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go work out later today. She owns it every day. Jesus. So, yeah, I just, yeah. The, but I think that's kind of where it's, that's where it's at is, you know, too many people want to make excuses. Too many businesses want to make excuses. Too many manager, too many managers try to call themselves leaders. It's, it's and, a totally different, uh, you know, I think management's a skill. Uh, leadership's more of an attribute. Are leaders made, are, are, are leaders born or are leaders made? I think they're mostly born, you know, you because, I mean, I, I say mostly because I've seen leaders, you either got it or you don't. I mean, you could be a good, you could be a, you could be molded into a good leader, like the military, particularly special operations, does a pretty good job of teaching people leadership skills. Um, and also, I look at the military as, as two separate and distinct groups. You've got combat guys, you know, combat arms, mm -hmm. combat veterans, and you have everyone else. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about the military, I'm primarily talking about your combat arms guys, you know, like your uh, infantry, armor, special operations forces. Those guys have to be leaders because if the guy in front of you goes down, you got to take over the unit. So they do a pretty good job, particularly special operations forces. Because what they're taught is to extremely own everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I have have read and have known probably the most famous SEAL out there, Jocko. Yeah. Okay. He wrote a book called Extreme Ownership, actually. Right. And uh, it's all true, man. That, that book is not about management. That book's about leadership. Mm -hmm. And the one theme in there is you got to own stuff. Like when the bullets start flying and guys start going down, you know, you got to own what you're doing. If you make a mistake, there's no assigning blame. It's, it's your mistake. Yeah. You got to fix it. You got to execute. You got to move. Yeah. You got to react. But be, because if you don't, people die. So people in the military, particularly combat arms, they learn a lot about leadership. But they're really, really good leaders. Mm -hmm. They're natural. You can't teach that. I, I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. I, mean, I think you could teach it. I think there's a lot of people. I think, you know, look, I, you know, I guess you, so. Maybe. Well, I think it's, it's interesting is everybody, you know, everybody thinks about salespeople is, you know, I want the high energy, high, you know, hair on fire, willing to run through walls salesperson. I'm like, well, what about the quiet person? What about the quiet person who's just really good with people? You know, he's just got good people skills, you know? It's, you know, leaders come in a lot of different, you know, wrappings. And yeah. um, I think some people have learned it. I think, think some people are born with it. I think there, there's a lot of stuff. But but I think, you know, like ultimately here, it's 2022 now. And I went to the gym today. I'm in the, you know, I go to the gym every day. And you know, all of a sudden today it was a little more crowded. You're packed. And yeah, New Year's Planet Day. Fitness, Planet Fitness, is they're just printing money, selling memberships now. Yeah. And, you, you know, I laugh because I call them the resolutionists. It's all the people that'll be here. They'll, you know, they'll crowd the gym for a month and they'll piss me off. And then, you know, by February 1, it's like, all right, you got to put it up with it for 30 days. But then by February 1, they're all gone. And why are they all gone? Because everybody makes these resolutions, but none of them will own up to it. They won't own them. They don't own, yeah. they don't own it. Yeah. Yeah. If you own it, then you got to be researching. 
Yeah. The exercises to do, the performance nutrition that goes along with it. You probably got to spend money for a trainer. I mean, you got to own it. You got to go all in, man, or else uh, it's never going to happen. Owning totally it's agree. just showing. Owning it. I, I sort of think of it differently. I go, owning it's pretty simple. I mean, let's not make it too complicated. Owning it is just showing up at seven o'clock yeah. every morning and getting on a treadmill for a half hour. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, what I do in the, you know, my workouts, gym workouts are pretty, are very intense. But like for people who are like, hey, look, I just want to get started. Okay. Seven o'clock every morning. Get your, get your yeah. butt on the treadmill. Go, go get on the elliptical machine. Do it. Run people, the stairs. The, run the stairs. The people in the gym are as friendly as the people in the donut shop. Probably more, probably more friendly, to be honest with you. <laughs> there was a guy at the gym, this guy. He went there for like 20 minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. Not a tough workout, but, but yeah, a fairly good workout. He'd be, he'd be like jogging and he'd be walking fast. And 20 minutes, boom, he was done. And then after after I'd see him over at the uh, over at the milkshake bar, drinking all these shakes. And I thought to myself, man, this guy's over there drinking protein shakes or anything. I was over there one day having a protein shake, but the guy wasn't drinking protein shakes. It was like milkshakes. I'm thinking, man, this guy must be, that guy just drank 2,000 calories. <laughs> he burned off like 200. The guy, yeah. the guy would have better off just staying home sleeping. <laughs> yeah, but, but here's a great story yesterday. Here's a great, here's a great story yesterday, though. There's this, the husband and wife, I see him every weekend. <laughs> Saturday, hey, on, I see this husband and wife on Saturday and Sunday, and they got. I know their their kids are their their kids do uh, martial arts, and they went they do martial arts contests, and it's Kevin and Cat are their names. Hey, man, you better hope they're not watching this. Yeah, they won't be watching. It's okay. It doesn't matter. We're not going to talk about last names anyway. But anyway, Kevin and Cat, her <laughs> journey. She sits there and talks about her journey. Her journey. She's 135 pounds. Her journey started when she was 2.30 and she's lost a hundred pounds and then she's like, just owned it. And she goes, Hey, we, we were at Disney with the kids. I was in the gym every day. I was on the treadmill, the electrical machine. It's all, a, it's a journey. It's not an instantaneous, yeah. right? It's, but it, but it requires you to own it. It requires people to, you know, it requires people to own it. It requires people to get disciplined about it. It requires people to say, hey, look, I really want this. And I'm not going to let naysayers say, you know, to talk me out of it. I'm not going to let distractors distract yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say no. Warren Buffett will tell you the most, you know, most important language in the, the most important word, in the English language is no. Yeah. He says no to 90% of everything. Warren, can we chat for five minutes? No. Bring me something and then we can chat. But no, I'm not going to give you five minutes of my time. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. You know, uh, I, you know, we're talking about leadership and ownership. I think they're inextricably linked together because I've seen a lot of people, military officers and business people, some, some of my clients, they're in a position of responsibility. They don't hesitate to tell people I'm the boss. Mm -hmm. I run things, you know, I'm the leader, but I consistently see them not owning things. And if you don't own something, then your direct reports are not going to follow you mm -hmm. because you don't have their backs. As I say in the military, mm -hmm. you don't have my six. 
if you don't have someone six, they're mm -hmm. not going to respect you and they're not going to follow you. If mm -hmm. nobody's following you, you're not a leader. So right. to anybody who wants to be a leader, it all starts with you and you got to own everything you do. If you make, if you make a mistake, you, you got to own it. You never yeah. assign blame. But if one of your direct reports makes a mistake, yep. it's on you. Yep. Because you're the leader. And that you means take responsibility in. for it. So that person is going to love your ass, man. They're going to run through walls, perform above and beyond the call of duty because mm -hmm. you own it. Yep. And that's what leadership's about. How many businesses have failed because companies don't want to have difficult conversations or people don't want? Yeah, that's, I'll tell you what, in, in our line of business, yeah. I still don't like telling people they didn't get the job. You know, it's a difficult conversation to have. Yeah. You know, ultimately, yeah. look, you have a you have a, a a role that you fill. You have three three people who are vying for the role. Two are not going to get the job, and you right. got to go to the other two and you got to say, "Look, this one's not for you." Um, for whatever reason, they went with somebody else. And sometimes that's a very yeah. You know, more often than not, that's not that's that's more of a difficult conversation, and they wear me out. I'm like, oh, but they got to be had. They, yeah. you know, those difficult conversations had, and and you know, like, yeah, you know, today it's, yeah, you know, they talk, you know, they talk about ghosting, you know, businesses ghost candidates, or people accept jobs and then they just don't show up, and then when you call them up, they're like, they they, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, and it's yeah. You know, finally, six months later, you get a hold of them. Hey, what what's, what's oh yeah, I ended up taking another job. Well, why didn't you just? Ask me? <laughs> oh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Well, it's, it's a function of character. It's like, hey, look, this is this is business. Have have difficult conversations. It's business. Have difficult conversations. Doesn't you know? It's, it's know. okay. It's okay. Just you know, look. You've got great skills. You've got yeah. You've got great skills. You've got a long road ahead. It's just not going to be in this one role. Let's stay in touch. We'll, we'll you know, build a relationship. We'll find something different for you. Right. Embrace the uncomfortable. I think that's kind of what yeah, everybody wants to make resolutions for twenty twenty two. And I don't even know how you call it a resolution because it's really not an actionable, you know, it's not a, it's not a goal that you can measure, but it's just own everything in your life yeah, and don't make excuses and understand when things go wrong, you know, you played a part of it. You know, it's, it's like people who say, well, why'd you leave a job? Well, I, I, I didn't get along with my boss. Well, if you don't get along with your boss, you're 50% of the problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just say, I just wasn't smart enough. Yeah. It just, yeah, I just couldn't get up out of damn bed and, and show up show up to work on time. So right. I need to find a job that is an afternoon shift or something. Yeah, yeah. there's something. Yeah, whatever. Whatever needs to change. <laughs> whatever needs to change, right? Just sit there and say, hey, look, you know, but that's I think that's kind of the goal for 2022 is to say, own it. It's your life, it's your career, it's everything. Just own it. And, and you know, uh, and don't make excuses about it. I got into a huge argument with uh the son of a friend of mine so this was a this was a funny situation so i'm staying in this hotel now and there's a guy and his wife i'm not gonna mention any names because i'm pretty sure he watches all these but he knows who he is and i'm gonna call him out now so his son's sitting at the table and i said we're talking about new year's resolutions and all this stuff I said, you know what, what really bothers me about New Year's resolutions and what bothers me about popular culture, culture is that every time I watch something on TV, 
primarily sports, the guy, these people say the same thing. I live in the moment. I live in the present. I don't worry about things I can't control. It's like it's stamped on the camera lens because they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I told them about New Year's resolutions. I said, you know, the first thing you got to do personally or professionally is you have to look in the rearview mirror. You have to reflect on the past mm-hmm. because you can only own the past if you reflect on it. And if you reflect on the past, process it, own it, change it around, only then can you really start thinking about the future. And that's what the resolutions are all about. So how can you sit there and just make resolutions and not own what you did in the past year? So Mm -hmm. the first thing you got to do is you got to reflect on the past before you even operate in the present and start obsessing about the future, you know? Mm-hmm. And the young guys, he's 19 years old. He didn't like that. His, he immediately says, no, 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 no. He says, you don't worry about the past. You don't worry about the future. You just operate in the present. You do what you feel like doing. I said, hey, man, that's what animals in the jungle do. Mm-hmm. They live in the present. Can you imagine what this world would be like no. if people never reflected on their mistakes of the past? No. And they operated in the present. You have a lot. There's a lot of selfish people out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, hey, that, that's a good-looking woman, and I know she's married and she's got three kids. But I'm going to go over and give her a big kiss because I'm going to operate in the moment. Right? Mm-hmm. He didn't like that at all. Yeah, I, I, like I, I think huh? I'm going to operate. That's that's like a big. Uh, that's a big excuse for I'm not going to take responsibility for my life. Quite frankly, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna that's that's what that is. It's like, hey, I'm not taking responsibility. I'm, I'm going surfing every day, and yeah. whatever happens, happens, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's. I don't that's worry about something about. I can't control. Really? Yeah. Well, own it and take control, dude. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, there's things. You're right. You can't. You can't control the weather. You can't control. You know. You can't control the fact that American Airlines just canceled 20 flights, and maybe yours. You can't control a lot of things, but there are things that you can't control. And that's how you react. It's like when things go south, how do you react? You know, so, you know, it's like, hey, look, you know, it's, yeah, I got, yeah. American Airlines cancels my flight. I got an American Express card. You know, I'm going to go check into a hotel and I'll figure out, you know, what the next flight is out and I'll I'll adjust to it. Right. So it's, it's, it's setting yourself up for success, but yeah, but, but that's like, you know, look, what are people thinking about in 2022 business-wise? Do you realize that? When I first started, I used to log every phone call I made. And at the end of every week, every day, every phone call I made, I kept a little log of it. And at the end of the week, I'd say, okay, I judge my judge myself of the week by how many phone calls and conversations did I have and how many hours a day was I on the phone? Yeah. And that was a metric I canceled. Then I changed that metric to, you know, how many people did I send on job interviews? That was my yeah. level of business. How many people? And then it changed the metric to, you know, when I talk about my marketing, how many people am I connecting with on my marketing? Yeah, every day I knew I could I could go back and I could tell you today exactly how much money I made in 2011, how many phone calls yep. I made in 2011, what my success rate in 20, 2011 was, how many people I had to send in to a job interview before somebody would get hired. What's that ratio? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? 
You I keep at, track of that too. You look at a business leader today, you're going, it's 2022. Okay, here's a here's a resolution for you. Identify your bottom five people. And what are five things you're going to do to make those bottom five people either better or if you can't make them better, replace them? I think I I I I totally agree with that. I uh I keep track of uh how many people I send out on interviews. And I keep track of how many how many deals I close. I used to have a, a system hooked up to my computer. It was a call accounting system. So at the end at the end of the week, it would keep track of how many phone calls I made. Mm -hmm. And it, and when I hired recruiters, I would tell them, "Here's the metrics. If you make you know 350 phone calls in a week, you're going to get so many interviews, and out of those interviews, we're going to mm -hmm. get so many placements." So I said, "It all depends upon how many phone calls." you want to make and uh people would budget they would set goals they're going to make 400 phone calls or 600 phone calls and we could predict within 10 percent how much money they were going to make at the end of the year so it became an activity game you know yeah it took away their excuse you know if they didn't perform you go back and look at the records you go okay here's where here's where you failed <laughs> exactly well, here, oh, yeah, well, here's what why you know here you know february was a down month you know, your task was 350 phone calls a week. You only made 40. Why did you only make 40? Well, you know, whatever the reason was. Well, at least you, at least they knew yeah. That, yeah, it was there. So, yeah, that's the way I look at it. It's just really simple. You have businesses now moving forward. Yeah, it's like, okay, I got five. Yeah. I got 500 performing people. Let's go back and find out why they're underperforming and help them get better. If we can't help them get better, let's replace them or put them in places where they belong, where they're better suited. Yeah, people yeah, I think that's a lot. Of, well, that, that's a lot of it too. I think you talked about leadership and sales. I'll I'll make a point about that. So we used to do a lot of personality profiling, and there's certain attributes that you can identify in salespeople. And I used to hire recruiters. They they would actually walk into my office. They would knock on the door when I had a retail location, and they would say, "Hey, I want to be a recruiter," and they would come in and talk about how much money they wanted to make and they were going to be a really good recruiter and i give them the personality test and it never ceased to amaze me that the people that scored high on the attributes like empathy ability to connect uh ability to handle rejection you know there were, there were like six or seven of them i could predict that these people if they put the effort in would be really good salespeople. Mm -hmm. and the same people that would come in that would say they were full of enthusiasm and they really wanted to be a really good salesperson. They were motivated, but if they didn't have the attributes, mm -hmm. it was like a car driving down the highway and the fender was hanging off and it was creating sparks. Mm -hmm. After three, four, five, six months, they just couldn't do it anymore because, because they didn't have the attributes, mm -hmm. it created a lot of stress and the stress eventually catches up. It's like they revert back to the mean. And eventually, some of them made it a year, you know, and some of them only made it for a few months, six months. They couldn't keep up with the activity. Mm -hmm. They just, they, they didn't have it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the people that had the attributes, it was it was just easier for, for them because it, it was just easier because they had those God-given talents. Mm -hmm. And I, I really think leadership is the same thing, too, because... I mean, the great leaders that I've been around, uh, 
in private sector and uh, in working with special operation forces organizationally were people that people tell me as a kid, they were always the leader. They're always the leader in school and the football team, making the plans, what they were going to do on a Friday night. It, you know, it was, you know, the high school quarterback, a lot of times those leadership skills were, or leadership attributes were exhibited at an early age and they just sort of grew into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not the expert on it, but I tend to be in a different camp, I guess, than you are. I think a lot of leadership is natural attributes. But as I said, particularly in combat arms in the military, I think the military does a good job of teaching leadership, you know, because leadership is one of those things. It's both a skill and it's an attribute, Mm -hmm. a skill being something that's teachable, obviously, you know, like Mm -hmm. handwriting or communication skills. Attributes is like, you know, grit, drive, team ability, uh, leadership, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think leadership is kind of an it's kind of a tweener. I think it's both a skill and an attribute. Yeah, but I think but I think personal leadership it comes down to you know it's, it's like this. Like I said, you know, if 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 you're a business leader, it's looking at your bottom five people and saying, okay, here's my plan to get them better. Yeah, understand yeah. that. Understand that everything. Every goal requires an action. I want to get my five worst people or my five underperforming people better. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to lose 10 pounds. Losing 10 pounds requires an hour in the gym every day for however long. Yeah. So I will commit to being in the gym an hour a day. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make so much money as a salesperson requires me making so many contacts with clients. Yeah. You know, my worst client, I want to get rid of my five worst clients. Okay. I'm making five phone calls on Monday and I'm firing them because, (laughs) you know, whatever, (laughs) you know, we'll have five difficult conversations on Monday. Right. (laughs) You know, I had a girl, I'm sure you've had the same problem. So I'm sitting in my office and most people, I don't know if it's recruiting business or what but i would hire these people they'd be about one in four would be like really really good Mm -hmm. but it was always the same pattern after about a year maybe a year and a half they walk in my office and tell me hey rob you know i'm I'm making you all this money i'd like to have a part of the business Mm -hmm. so yeah sure what do you mean well i'm going to be your partner (laughs) fantastic i'd love to have a partner Spread the risk out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and then have this surprise look in her face. Really? I can be a partner? So yeah, I'd love to have you as a partner. And then they would say, really? So what's the next step? And I said, well, what percentage of the business do you want? And they would usually say, well, as much as I can get. I said, really? Do you have that much money that you want to buy like a big part of the business? I mean, you don't even know how much it's worth. And they they would start to get a little bit quieter. And they would say, well, maybe a small piece, maybe 10, 15%. And I'd say, yeah, sure. I'd sell you 10, 15%. That'd cost you 1.8 million, you know? Mm-hmm. And I go, what? 1.8 million? I said, yeah, you, you want to be my partner, right? Mm-hmm. And they would think it was free. <laughs> I, I love those conversations. That. I hear it's, you. It's not, it's not free. Where were you when I was sitting on the milk carton and, and the cable gals? It was hooking right. up the internet, you know? 
uh, where were you where I signed you know, a five million dollar loan to start my business? Yep. So uh, they don't take ownership in that. And, and then what they would do, it was the same thing would happen all the time. And you know what would happen, right? Do tell. They quit, mm -hmm. right? And then I had to go through the whole thing all over again. Mm -hmm. Ownership, a yep. different kind of ownership. Yep. I think it's a good place to jump off. Yeah, 2022. If you want to make it happen, you got to take ownership yeah. of it. Set the metrics. Yeah. Understand that nothing happens on its own. You know, it's yeah. If you want to, if, if you want it to happen, you got to make it happen. Drive forward and quit making excuses in your life and your business. Yeah. Stop complaining and extremely own it. I would just, I would just want to, I want to close with this one thought. And I think it's really important for young people to understand this. It's what you want. Ultimately, there's something that is worth much more than money, power, status. One thing, it's freedom. And how do you attain freedom, at least professionally? It's when you find yourself acting with courage to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to do the right thing, regardless of the consequences. When you reach that point in your career, no matter how much money you have in the bank, you've made it. Yep. That is freedom. But my advice would be for people in 2022, get on the road, extremely own, own what you do, and be free, because that's what awaits you at the end of the journey. Absolutely. So, Rob, how do people get a hold of you? R. Houghton at MR Fairfax, or they could just go to my website, which is www.mrfairfax.com. Great. And people can get me at Craig at NorthStarESG.com or our website, NorthStarESG.com, and contact info is there. Hey, Rob, yeah, happy man. new year. Happy uh, 2022. It's going to be a great one. Looking forward to uh, many more of these conversations and uh, <laughs> right, two more record years. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Matter of fact, as soon as I hang up, I'm getting back on my computer. It's got work to do. Mike. All right, Craig. All right, hey, my man. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com. Or check us out at www.northstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.